Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. Yo, guys, welcome to Thomas Island Podcast. I'm your host, Tamatonga. Welcome. And also, my man, co host, Ross Berman. We got a special guy coming in again. This time from Thomas Island, Lauren. Welcome. Thank you for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. We're gonna cut right into it, Ross. Man, I haven't been keeping up with what's been going on in America. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been only on my side. I'm in Japan right now. For those that don't know, I'm in the G1, uh, and today is my day off, my rest. So I am diving in, joining my man Ross to to cut down, chop it yeah. up. See what's good in the wrestling world. Ross, what's up, man? It's been it's been a wild week in the wrestling world. But I mean, before we before we really dive too deep into it, how has the travel schedule like been for this year's G one? Because like, Take you walk, guys, man, yeah, is Take this, this like this the easy G one schedule? This is the easiest G one. Now, mind you, I haven't I haven't been a G one for probably like the past yeah. two three years. But it's always yep. a grueling tour. It's one of the like the most grueling tours in in, in uh you know in the wrestling world. But mm-hmm. this year. Because of COVID, because of the uh, the guidelines here for the COVID restrictions in, in Japan, they split it up into two two blocks, right? Like always mm-hmm. A block and B block, but we travel separately, man. And and due to some big city like restrictions, we're only allowed to certain places. So we're like, instead of staying in one city for like one week, we'll only we'll get there mm-hmm. and do the show and turn around and come right back. So there's a lot of days of rest in between. So it's it's great, man. I, I'm actually really liking this schedule. <laughs> that's that's great. I, so I was going to say, like, the G1 is a hard enough tournament as it is. Like, just having all of those people in the same, you know, same tournament is is rough. And then you add the, the travel schedule to it. It does seem like it does seem like this year has given you all a bit of a, a, a bit of a break. And it's given it's it's kind of. I don't know how to put it because we're we're like 10 days into the G1 and normally by now I feel like people are breaking down just a little bit more yeah. than usual and like you can see a little bit more spring in people's step they're walking a little taller they're a little well rested I, look I I I don't want the pandemic to last forever but I do absolutely <laughs> I think I think if the if New Japan keeps this G1 schedule they might have some very interesting some time on their hands right yeah I think it's um it's a learning curve for us too you know uh just to see the kind of uh, the stuff that we're producing, the, the wrestling that we're producing, that the boys are able to go 100% when they're given that time to rest in between, let mm-hmm. their bodies recover instead of like grinding us to the ground. This is this is really, really well. And uh, I like it, man. I hope we continue it like this. I know it, it won't happen like this because we're only, what, what, five matches, five, six matches maybe yep. in, in one night. Uh, but I'm sure when we go back to 10, they're going to, you know, business mm-hmm. is back to business and we're going to get back in the road but hopefully we can we'll remember this time to get some days in between in the future in the future definitely. tournaments to get some days in between the rest we'll see definitely especially with new japan has such a physical such a physical style that it does seem like it does seem nice that they're not grinding y'all grinding y'all down like they have in, in g1's g1's past but since we're talking about the g1 and we're talking about stuff that's been going on in the wrestling world, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the big shocker that happened this past week. Uh, Chase Owens, the crown jewel of Bullet Club, in his first G1 Climax tournament, got finally got his first G1 win, and he did not just he did not just beat anyone. He beat clean as a sheet, might I add, Hiroshi Tanahashi 
in under 15 minutes. I mean, this, we're talking 11 minutes to beat the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Cheers to cheers to Chase Owens. How does that feel watching Chase. your boy beat the ace? Oh, man. Number one, I'm like, what the hell? Chase beating the ace and I couldn't beat the ace? To be fair. All love. All love for Chase, yeah. man. Proud of him always. And, and I, that's great. I think, you know, that, that makes a big, uh, that was number one, big upset. And, mm-hmm. and it's good for Chase, man. Gets a shot at that title and uh, in, in the future here. And then uh, we'll see where it goes. But big, big ups to Chase, Chase mm-hmm. Owens. And a, a shout out to last week's uh, co-host, Karen, for bringing up. You, you softened up Tanahashi for Chase. Hey, I like, see that, Karen. That's not, right, Karen. Let's I not, did let's, soften up Tanahashi for Chase you know, Owens to beat him in 11 minutes. Uh, You've been having you've been having a, a hell of a tournament, uh, just based on the reaction. Like, don't get me wrong, I've been I've been watching and all that, but just based on the reactions on social media, like you are turning a lot of heads this year. There have been a lot I, of people. You said I it did. at the beginning. You felt you had some proving yourself to do, and it I, seems I like did. you're doing that. I think seems like, like people you're doing just that. got people just got used to me being in the, in a tag league and didn't see a lot of like what mm-hmm. I could do. Uh, if they had kept up with me before I, I became a tag guy, which was in 2016, beginning of 2016. You know, I, I did all I did singles, you know, I, but being in tag leagues, you, you're splitting your time up and, and you're sharing that spotlight with somebody else. So, you know, and there's four guys in the damn ring. So the, you don't get a lot of time to shine yourself. So I think people forgot or just thought I was lazy or or mm-hmm. i sucked in their eyes so yeah i you know you see these comments i'm like man do I, I gotta man i gotta fuck these people up <laughs> so i can fucking remind some motherfuckers who the fuck i am you know and i think that's that's been my, my motto you know i gotta remind these no. motherfuckers who i am so <laughs> i apologize for cursing but it's too early in the morning you no. already got me heated already with these damn fans when i start thinking of them talking shit no absolutely I, hey i don't i don't blame you uh especially it's <laughs> like because it's it's like I said. I I knew you had this in you. I think a lot of people knew you had this in you. Now you're now you're you're really you're really showing it off. Um, but you're not the only. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no I'll just say I'm having fun, man. Uh, yeah. That's the truth uh, with it. I I'm having a lot of fun in this in this in this whole tournament. Really, it, it's really um, pushing me to get creative with as as a singles competitor it, because I'm on my own and I gotta hold my own. And in a tag, you're, like I said, you're sharing that spot. You're, you're working with it – is, it has its own level of difficulty working, mm-hmm. you know, with, with a tag partner. But when you're on your own, you, you you know, you got to hold that shit all in, on your own. You got to hold that pillar up So yeah. by yourself. So it's it's been uh, it's been fun. That's what I want to say. It's been fun. <laughs> Hell, yeah. And you're not, look, Chase isn't the only one that's doing his first G1 this year. Your brother, Tongaloa, has been mm-hmm. kicking ass over in – in a block really showing off that because uh, like i i feel like he's always been the power uh guy in your team like he's always mm-hmm. been the big strong but now he's really getting to show off that size that mm-hmm. strength that i think he he kind of picked up from your father uh and so what it, what have you kind of been thinking of of your brother's run through this year's uh g1 so far what how, how do you think he's been doing it's it's great i i like that people get the chance to see especially the time that he's um i mean no, no one has really seen him do a singles he's had like mm-hmm. maybe what two three at that's most what, that's what they were saying on commentary it's, it's like you can count them on maybe one hand the number of singles matches he's had in new japan yeah um, so the, the, it gets people to see what he he's uh well number one how, how far he's his he's come with the the style difference from where he's been in the, in the past. So he's been with us now for five years. So you get to see how much he's progressed forward and, and changed his style. And, and really, uh, I'm just, I'm real happy for him because he's on his own, you know, he can stand on his own. He can do his own thing. He can show what he's uh, capable of doing. And I wish he'd take off that fucking t-shirt so they can see how <laughs> jacked he is. I was gonna say you've been you've been you've been showing off the muscles like pretty much every match and Hell yeah. And and like I like and like I just said, Tongaloa is the size guy in your yeah. in your tag team. Like he should start he should start showing off a little bit. Let those yeah, let those man. pec let the pecs breathe, Tonga, if no. you're listening to this. I know he's even like all the boys Chase is like, why does your brother take off his fucking shirt? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I was like, he has like the best body in this. 
in this team right now, and we just take over. I said, I don't get it. I don't get it. it maybe, maybe he's saving. He's saving the big reveal. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see we'll who keep, the lucky girl is. <laughs> as long, yeah, as, as long, as long as Thomas Island's going, Poor we're guy. gonna keep. We're gonna keep. <laughs> we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep pushing him because I'm. I, it, it, I, I always go back to the old famous story of uh, Jim Barnett, the the famous wrestling promoter, seeing John Cena backstage at a WWE event, and going. Why is he wearing a shirt? Take the shirt off of him, and the rest is history. Uh, and so I think I think your brother needs to. He needs a Jim Barnett there to tell him get that shirt off. Uh, but Lauren, <laughs> Tama Tonga and Chase aren't the only ones in this in this G one. Lauren, who's been kind of standing out for you uh, so far during the G one climax? There are no wrong answers. It's everyone's been standing <laughs> out so far. Uh, well, definitely an A block. Uh, the Great Ocon mm-hmm. and Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. They had that moment. They've had that momentum going, and the match I was looking forward to the most was Zack Saber Jr. Dorado Khan because they're both undefeated, mm-hmm. and that match is very neck and neck. So I'm kind of glad. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Zack Saber Jr. fan, mm-hmm. and I was kind of surprised. Like, he actually beat the Great Khan because I think people have been investing in him for a while now, mm-hmm. and it seemed like he was just going to easily squash you know ZSJ. Yeah, but no, that you, wasn't the case. <laughs> you you bring up a great point. Zack Saber Jr. Uh, kind of injuring Naito on night one lit a fire under him, and now he he really has only one loss so far. He lost to Tomohiro Ishii uh, recently, but other than that, he has just been running rampage, running roughshod through this uh, through this tournament. Like you mm. said, Great Okan has some amazing momentum of his own. Was not able to beat Zack Saber Jr. But it, and we talked about this when the the G one started. New Japan is heading into their fiftieth year. This is not a year where they don't get me wrong. Okada's been doing very well. Ibushi's been doing very well. Tanahashi's been doing very well. But they need to they need to legitimize the the future of this company. Guys like Zack Saber Jr. Guys like Great Okan. And it's been very good to see them doing that because mm-hmm. Zack Saber Jr. This is a guy who. Has been, you know, he's won a New Japan Cup. He has obviously been a, a, a someone who has shown out in G1 climaxes in the past, but now he's a straight up front runner to win A Block. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. unless unless Shingo or Great Okan can figure out a way to 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 hamper his progress, Zack Saber Jr. is is got a clear path to the finals. And Great Okan, I did not expect him to be as dominant this year as he was like, I expected him to show out a little bit, but I mean, the, the number of wins that he has gotten so far has been insane. Like they really, you can tell they really believe in this kid. I don't know. What do you, what do you kind of thought Tom about great Ocon's momentum? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I wasn't expecting this kind of run, but uh, Hey, I think United Empire, the two front men right now, uh, Cobb. <laughs> Cobb and Ocon, yep. Cobb and Ocon, uh, you know, they're, they're really solidifying their spot. They're really pushing um, themselves to be, you know, to hold up their empire while, mm-hmm. you know, while the, while the third leg is somewhere fighting young boys. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 nice, man. It's it's yep. nice. It's good to see Ocon come as far as he has, especially in, you know, the time since he's been back from his excursion and you can really tell man you can really tell the company is really uh, dropping behind him to you know to show up and uh, hey I've, I've seen your tweets i know you're behind him oh yeah no he's rugged <laughs> he's rugged as hell like there there yeah. are very few especially as how young he is there are very few wrestlers that that wrestle like it like he has his mm-hmm. own style he kind of reminds yeah. me of kind of reminds me of jay white in that way of like mm-hmm. he already he already has this he already has the 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 I don't know what are those old Hollywood types called Moxie Spunk it he's got it um mm-hmm. but it 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 definitely feels like not only is Okan uh you know kind of clearing a path through A block Jeff Cobb he's on a collision course with Okada right now where it's it pretty much feels like it's either going to be Okada or Jeff Cobb winning the B block both men completely dominant I mean uh, Lauren what have you been kind of thinking of Jeff Cobb's run through through this G1 um I'm very impressed by it. I'm actually shocked that they actually pushed him because he was in the G1 last year and he had kind of a like a you know 60-40 kind of run. He was his ups and his downs more ups though. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised he's been so I'm surprised they're putting so much faith into him being so dominant in the block. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, I mean, someone's I feel like someone's gonna beat him. I don't think it's gonna be Okada. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna either be like Sonata or 
someone else to get that upset. Interesting. Interesting. Because mm. like I'm I'm sitting here, Okada's or he might lot- go to a draw, or he might have like one of those draw matches. I I mean I could definitely see him having a huge upset or having one of those draws that screws him out of the points, but he still yep. looks strong in the end. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. I'm with you. But I, 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 cause he, he is coming off of beating Okada, beating uh, Okada in the dome uh, mm-hmm. at, at Wrestle Grand Slam. And so there is part of me that's like, he's beaten, he's beaten Okada. He can do it again. But then there's also part of me that's like, ah, Okada's due. Okada's due for that, that win. And especially with the, the new kind of motivation that Okada has. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he finds a way to pull out that Rainmaker. Uh, but Okada's matches have been going very close to that thirty-minute time limit. It's entirely. Po- I thought I thought Okada and Sonata were gonna gonna hit that thirty-minute time limit just the other night. But that was Okada was. And this <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like normally in the G1, as weird as this sounds, in the G1, Sonata usually beats Okada. Like that's just he, that's how it's been the past couple of years. And so the fact, last year exactly. And so the fact <laughs> that the, the fact that Okada is able to actually get past Sonata this time makes me think that this is not this is not the Okada we were dealing with in the the past couple of years he's got that that new spark but he's only got 30 minutes to do it and i don't know if he can beat jeff cobb in 30 minutes you bring up a very good a very good point uh uh lauren and and tama you've had uh unique experience with jeff cobb uh, in this year's mm. g1 because you've you've already you faced him uh what how how is because you they've faced jeff cobb uh, a couple times over the past like year because you also faced him in the the new japan uh-huh. cup usa how is how has Cobb changed since you last since you last fought him? Now that he's he's in the G one, he's in the United Empire, and he's a little more, little more uh, on a you know on a roll. I get it, you could tell there's there's a there's he has more confidence in the step. He's a confident now in in what he's doing here in New Japan. He knows his role. He's, he's I, um, Lauren, I'm I'm with you on that that you know his run in G one last year. But if you saw his performances since in this year, he's been really stepping it up and coming through. And so it it's uh almost like, you know, I, I kind of knew that he was gonna come into this G1 strong and and show out. So and and he's as as a you know, heel in this in this company, he's been freaking solid, man. So solid. He turned me babyface, and we're supposed to be both heels. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say, like, you you've been on a especially, and since we'll talk about it in a second, but especially because of of the introduction of House of Torture, you've been you've been kind of on a, on a not necessarily a full blown babyface run. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you that yeah. much credit yet, but they're they're definitely they're definitely cheering you. They're definitely yeah, definitely they're, behind you in some matches. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the, I've I've gone against two uh, heels that obviously have become bigger heels heels than me, and, and caused me to go baby, and uh and it's been I don't know how to act, man. I had to pull out some like old school Tomatonga from back in the day and do a little like snooker double chop, yep. and that's very baby face, face style, you know. And, yep. Uh. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm still new. I'm, now I'm new. I'm, I'm be touching old grounds yep. to this. You gotta, this, uh, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get back into the. You gotta get back into the vibe. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah, you know. You're, you're, you're trying. <laughs> you're, you're trying on. A, you're trying on a new hat. Um, <laughs> but no, because I, 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 this is this is kind of my transition into talking about because we we've talked a lot about the G1, but we've not brought up evil, and mm. evil. Uh, Let's let's I'm going to put it all out on the table. Bullet Club and House of Torture up until your match with Evil has been very sportsmanlike. In fact, there has been so much sportsmanship that like it has proven a lot of people wrong who thought there was going to be some kind of Bullet Club civil war with all uh-huh. of these inter Bullet Club matches. And so far, Bullet Club, you know, you and Chase had a very uh, uh, sportsmanlike match. Yujiro and and uh, Tongaloa had a very yeah. sportsmanlike match. But then when you and Evil face off, Evil decides. I'm pulling out all of the the dirty tricks. I'm gonna uh, there's, I'm gonna have you the know what's blow. crazy? The lights are gonna go out. <laughs> Togo's gonna have the garrote. Like he, he was treating he was treating you like you were in main unit or something. He was treating yo, you like a chaos he, boy. I, I yo, I, you know what's crazy? I I look back now and I'm like, mm-hmm. evil the only one doing bullet club shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, he everybody. <laughs> I don't I, you know I'm like. A, what? 
uh, everybody's going straight, trying to yep. go straight in Bullet Club, and Evil's the only one who's <laughs> been truly Bullet Club. And I'm and I'm like, this is some bullshit. I was like, what what, what the fuck's going on around here? <laughs> and he's not right. Wrong. He came he came and gave a promo. He goes, this is Bullet Club. You know, yep. right after I matched, and I was like. You goddamn right, evil. Why didn't I? <laughs> I shouldn't be goddamn mad. I should be goddamn happy that you're sticking to the code. You know, <laughs> shit. Well, that's, that's why I did it because, like, it, it really did feel like it felt like Bullet Club went into this G1 to prove a point that, like, we can be sportsmen, we can be competitors, <laughs> we can be and, good. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it all out of the table based on the standings. Maybe Evil has a point. Maybe Evil is right that Bullet Club needs to pull out a little bit more of the the dirty tactics maybe yeah. maybe i don't i don't know but it, it definitely you could definitely sense the the friction uh yeah, in the arena uh, when when show came out and revealed <laughs> that he had he had been the one to pull the lights on y'all a dirty ass little show I, like <laughs> son of a bitch so i, I can't believe they pull they pulled a bullet club stunt on me the og yep. bullet club guy they pulled a stunt on me yep. here i am complaining man i don't know if i should trust evil <laughs> that motherfucker only did bullet club shit to me and i'm like i'm questioning my my own t- i you know I, I don't even know anymore man like shit's been so fucked up for me lately i don't even know yep. anymore I'm, oh. I'm trying to figure there's a lot of cursing on this episode so we're gonna be That's doing fine. a lot of editing the cursing's fine i think that's what people come for half the time uh it, no but it, it, it does it, it 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 is it's gonna be interesting to see how bullet club kind of moves forward after uh, you know and it, bullet club isn't the only one with tension right now uh the same night that you and evil faced off yoshihashi and Hiroki goto had a match goto got his first win got the best of yoshihashi and yoshihashi just refused to shake hands afterwards he was like I'm, I'm i'm mad i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the back and shake <laughs> off this loss like i i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like that you know there all is there's something wrong in chaos but it was very much you can tell the the competition is getting to people it's start we're getting to that point in the g1 where people are starting to crack a little bit right um, I, oh my gosh i i mean I, can 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 chaos crack anymore <laughs> how much that, more can they crack <laughs> how many more cracks they got left I'm, in them there's I'm, only how many players in this <laughs> yeah like i'm i'm pretty sure if this never six man tag group breaks up like that's just the end of chaos like then it just it just it just becomes like okada and ishii hanging out in the locker room together. Um, well but even yano even yano's like teaming with a lot of main unit guys over the past couple of years like yano yano is doing his own thing he's he's got the cookbook yano he's left got the, the club and it left chaos and nobody knew yep. <laughs> just, the fuck out. i don't to be fair i don't even know if yano always knew he was in chaos the way that he was the way like he was sort of like no i'll, I'll tag with these guys I'll, I'll take the paycheck but please buy my dvd buy my buy my stuff like i i remember during the um during the during the Jushin Thunder Liger retirement, when they had all the factions come out, Yano brought Colt Cabana out with Chaos because Yano's like, I don't know, maybe he's, he's been teaming with me. Why isn't he in Chaos? Uh, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Yano doesn't necessarily know what's going on in Chaos most of the time. Um, which, hey, when you're hustling as hard as he is, you don't have right. to. Um, yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, but no, yeah, it, it does. It, it, it's going to, it's going to definitely get interesting. If you're, if you're behind on the G1, it's looking like in a block Takagi, Zack Sabre Jr. Those are the, those are the two that seem to really have the momentum behind them in B block. You got Cobb and you got Okada. I don't know about Takagi to be honest. He has lost yep. to Ibushi. So he, he might be just stuck right now. You, you do bring, <laughs> you do bring up a very good point. He kind of, he kind of went into this g1 with a, the pretty much the weight of the world on his shoulders mm-hmm. he's got will osprey running around in north america making the iwgp world title uh well at least putting it in into question and so now uh, uh takagi has to be his best self even before he entered the g1 and now he's in the g1 he lost to zach saber jr so he's gonna have to deal with Zack Sabre Jr. somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. He lost to Ibushi, who, and if we're gonna be real about this, Ibushi was someone Takagi was supposed to face back in March. He was supposed to mm-hmm. face him back in the summer as well. This mm-hmm. has been a match that has been haunting Takagi, and now that he couldn't get it done against Ibushi, it, it raises that question of what would have happened if the original Ibushi Takagi match had gone down. Like there's, 
there's a lot of there's there there is a lot of question marks around Shingo Takagi at the moment, especially with the uh, the defenses that this G1 is setting up for him. Zack Saber Jr. is not going to be an easy defense. Kota Ibushi, not going to be an easy defense. And so I, Lauren does bring up a very a very good point. I don't know what do you, what do you think, Tom, about the way that Shingo's been kind of carrying himself in this in this G one? Like he's been doing a good job. He just it, the, yeah. the wins aren't necessarily there, right? With with, yeah. with the the shit that's been going all around him, I think he's been doing a, a stellar job holding it together. Yeah. You know, uh, holding the the title on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, it sucks that I know we talk about this a lot, but fucking Osprey running around talking all that shit, you know, well, not really representing the belt. He, he, like you said, Ross, he's battling young boys, United yep. States young boys. He's he's out recruiting people that, that, that you know, everything else is more important than holding your spot as the number one guy in Japan, mm-hmm. in Japan, you know, yep. in motherfucking Japan. So, um, but Shingo has been doing a stellar job. I think he's been um, holding himself well and, and representing the, uh, not only himself and, and LIJ, but the company very well. So, um, yeah, shit, props to him, dude. I, I got nothing but respect for that. And and you do bring up a good point since we're going to be transitioning into North America anyway. Uh, Will Osprey, man, talk about a tale of two different years for him because the start of this year, he was really, it, it looked like he was going to be the next mm-hmm. guy. He was going to be the person to take New Japan into that 50th uh, anniversary year and forward, then through no fault of his own, gets injured. So he mm-hmm. has to relinquish the title. But yeah. everything about the way he's done since he came back from injury has just really, it's made me question a lot about his place in New Japan. Because like the G1 is not the time to to be assured of your spot. Like right now he's running yeah. around pretending that he's going to be the top guy forever. Right. When you've got... When you've got Zack Sabre Jr. making big strides in yeah. Japan, you've got Okada has more motivation, and you've also got, as we keep bringing up, Okan and Cobb, who technically have more momentum in Japan right now than Osprey, yeah. and so it's just it does feel like he has uh, he has fallen back a little bit. It's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a I, tough say, road back I'd for say, him. I'd say he he's fallen back a lot, man. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, because if 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 you're hurt. Right. If you're hurt and you're sidelined for the G1 because you're hurt, then you shouldn't be out there like working and wrestling young boys if you're hurt. So to me, and, and then you're running around running your mouth like that and claiming you're the champion. And it, it really shows uh, like, mind you, he's a phenomenal wrestler. But your mindset, if your mindset, if your your mentality don't match your your skills, like your wrestling skills, it, it really shows. And I think there's a lot of immaturity in Osprey that we could see. Yeah, and it and it does it does it, it. He either this is the kind of I feel like the big point we're trying to make here. He's either going to need to grow up, or he's going to get very very humbled because he's got one of the belts, and we have three nights of Wrestle Kingdom next year. It's not like it was in the past where all you got to do is bring that belt to the Tokyo Dome for one night and walk out and you're going to be able to, you know, say you want at Wrestle Kingdom. Like Wrestle Kingdom is a marathon now and you mm-hmm. have to be physically prepared for that and you also have to be emotionally prepared for that. You have to be mentally prepared for that. And so that's mm-hmm. it's it does it does not feel like Osprey is is headed t- down a good road at the moment. It feels like there's going to be there's going to be some kind of some kind of humbling for him and and hopefully he returns humbled but you know some some people can can some people it takes a while we'll see we'll definitely see but it does it does it does add that much more pressure to shingo over in japan that he's got osprey running around like that but osprey not the only person in north america uh uh running running their mouths so to speak there have been uh uh how do i put this an epidemic of death threats in wrestling over the past um, week, actually. Yeah, not even a week, yeah, six a week. days. Over the course of the past six days, there have been at least three or four attempts on someone's, or at least threats of attempts on someone's life in the wrestling world. We'll start last Wednesday when Arn Anderson decided after uh, Cody Rhodes' tag team match with uh, Lee Johnson against, uh, I, I don't remember who he was facing. Top flight. That's right. Top flight. Top, yeah. He, uh, top flight. Uh, Johnson, of course, getting the win. Um, but 
Arn Anderson decided to cut a, a promo on Cody Rhodes about how he he didn't like the way that Cody Rhodes handled himself in the wake of, I guess, the, the Malachi Black stuff or just in general and starts talking about how uh, it's like if someone's tried to steal my car, first thing I'd do is pull out my Glock and paint the streets with their brain. Like just some real graphic, like late 90s gangster rap lyrics from Arn Anderson. Um, and and it has taken, taken the world by fire. Uh, no, numerous uh, memes going around of, about armed Anderson or about the fact that, that he couldn't name his child Glock and so he named him Brock because it rhymes with it. Just a whole lot of people looking at Arn Anderson a, a whole lot differently in the wake of the, the, the infamous Glock promo. Uh, Lauren, I'll start with you. What would you think of Glock Anderson? Uh, well, first thing I thought of when he said that was like, well, NRA spelled backwards is Arn. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was there for that. Um, I was there for that show in Rochester. And okay. um, everyone in my section, I'm pretty sure everyone in the arena, they loved it because yep. there are a lot of Cody haters out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but <laughs> they just don't like him. And they like that he's all breaking off with Cody. Yeah. And to have a segment like that, because you know, Arn gives great promos. Oh, absolutely, no, absolutely. Great pr- and like, I just like we were all just like drawn to his words. We're all excited, and I don't know what this is gonna mean um, for tomorrow on AEW, <laughs> but I just can't wait to see how they're gonna pull that off. Like, I don't even care what happens because we get to see more Arn Anderson and him talking smack to Cody. Yep. Like, I'm in. Like, I don't care if it flops. I don't think it's gonna flop because AEW hasn't had a. You know, they haven't had a bad track record with flopping promos or um segments yeah. or whatever, but I'm just so I'm invested now. Yeah, I want to see what happens. It it definitely it definitely I don't know I because I come from a theater background, and so my worry is that now because of this promo, Arn has to bring a gun on TV. Thomas Island listeners, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before we go out, and then we get into our 20s and our 30s, and we start to notice those first signs of hair loss. Oh, it definitely starts to feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald, but thankfully, there's now an easy way to keep your hair with keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The only way to really prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. And Keeps makes it very easy. You don't have to go to your doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, all you have to do is visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home, and start now. That's right. They make it easy, and they deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to hanging out in the pharmacy checkout lines and all those awkward doctor visits. And also, they have the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but you've never tried them for this price. Again, you have to start while you still have hair left to save, and treatments can typically take between four to six months, so it's important to act fast. And if you want that first month free, go to Keeps.com backslash Tama. That's right, Keeps.com backslash Tama for your first month free. Head on over to Keeps.com and keep the hair you have while you still have it. There is there is an old saying, the Chekhov's gun. If you if you bring if you introduce a gun in Act One, it has to go off in Act Three. We're in Act. Think- oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, and I'm just saying we're in Act One. He's talked about the gun, and he's this weekend or this week. He's probably. I, I hope maybe he'll bring it up again. Maybe he won't. But if if he keeps bringing it up, eventually people are going to want to see Arn with his Glock. It's this is <laughs> you, you. You have to deliver on that kind of thing. I. I, I keep thinking it's a metaphor. Like he's gonna bring either his son after Cody, or he might get the Gun Club now after Cody. I don't know, but I think it's gonna be a an actual person, not if actual. If you say you're gonna have a death match exploding ring, we want to yep. see a death match. Yep. They already had one in AEW. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that, it goes. It goes. It goes back to that. It's not. It's not my fault. You promised to blow someone up, just like now. It's. It's not my fault that you've promised Arn Anderson to threaten someone with a gun. But now that you've promised it, this the sicko in my brain is sitting there at the window, going, "Yeah, come on, let's see it." Um, I mean, they might take Cody off television with that. So. <laughs> Oh my god. 
to be to be fair, Impact Wrestling did did run over like an eight year old or something. Or, oh uh, no, a few years back, like they, oh, they Impact Jeff, Wrestling. There were Jeff Jarrett and the midget with the gun. Yeah, like, no, they're that too. <laughs> Brian, hell, they've got Brian Pillman Jr. It's not like it's not like this is a company that does not know the history of guns and wrestling. Um, <laughs> I see, see a home invasion on I'm going after Cody. Yeah, but I just like I, it. It is very. <laughs> I, and I loved it. I love the memes. Don't get me wrong. I think everyone loves the, the photo of Arn holding a, an air gun to Cody's head. Um, but it, it is... Uh, you, do have to, you do have to deliver on stuff in wrestling. I don't know. What, what do you, what do you come think, on, Thomas? Ross, man. If I say a promo with a bazooka, you expect me to come in with a bazooka? Yes, yes. If you, if, if you, if you cut a promo during the G1 saying, uh, I'm going to bring out a bazooka, I'm going to be asking blow this you, shit up. I'm going to be asking for years, where's the bazooka? I'm going to blow this G1 up. <laughs> nah, <laughs> hey, no. Okay, we'll, we'll hold you to that. You yep. bring a bazooka. Yeah, no, that, that's, but that's, that's the, I mean, I, I'm not the only person who thinks like that. I think that's, that's the wrestling fan mindset of, if you promise me something, I want, I want to see it. Um, and especially, and then, then you add the fact that like Lauren said, there are people that don't like Cody. And so that adds to the, the, you know, again, I, I, it, it I love just feels like you were, you were preference to how he was holding the, <laughs> he was holding yep. his pistol. Yep. <laughs> Did he hold it right? I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> so, he, he held it pretty. He held it, seemed, it right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he held it right. I think he did. For my... <laughs> uh, it did. He didn't, he didn't hold it to the side. He had it, he had it up and over. Like it, it was he definitely. He didn't hold it to the side like a gangster. Oh, no. oh that's not real. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one disappointment. I want, I want to see. You got to turn it to the side if you want to real shit with that. You know, you <laughs> Man, gang, gang member style. He's, you, can't, you can't hold it like this. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> Hands up, buddy. <laughs> he's he's already he's already horizontal. Yeah. Throw it up, no. tilt it down a little bit. You know, come on, Arn, yeah. man. Shit. Look, he, he held it like an '80s character, man. He's he's well, he is an '80s character. <laughs> to be, to be, I was gonna say. To be he's fair, the '80s. <laughs> this hey. is, this, this is one and of those still, and, he's, and he's still awesome <laughs> yes no he's i don't care what anyone says arn is great yep and that's again that's what adds to it is like arn was already a badass before he started threatening to paint threatening to in his words paint the streets with his glock um and so it does it does add that extra danger element he's already released a, t- a t-shirt it's arn in the sopranos logo where the r is a is a gun and it says paint painting the streets since 1982 so now he's going to be added to every cold case between now and 1982 because of the fact that he's just sort of like because because from from what i have heard about the way aew does their promos it sounds like tony khan just said yeah arn go out there say whatever you want arn confessed to possibly some murders in the past because he did not it let while he was talking about in hypotheticals he was talking with the cold calculated nature of a man who may or may not have used his clock once or twice uh it was it was a chilling pro <laughs> um, but not the only death threat over the past what six days in the wrestling world. The best then, one though. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, hands down, hands down, the best one. Uh, the you can't top the original. But then the next night uh, uh, on Impact Wrestling, Diana Perazzo attacked Mickey James at her home, uh, threat basically threatening uh, threatening murder. She didn't Ooh, she didn't uh, go full blown. I'm gonna paint your your a you home know, invasion. I like that home invasion kicked her ass in the stable if i'm not mistaken oh, um yeah. oh shit and and so yeah and so you've got stable you've got invasion that. i like that mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah well because mickey james is hardcore country and so if you're hardcore country you're going to be out in that stable a lot and diana <laughs> knew exactly where to find her um where was her but, gun though <laughs> no yeah that's what i'm saying there was no gun but it was very the intent was clear um and then friday night on smackdown roman essentially told the usos to go take out paul Heyman. Uh, and then on Monday, Bill Goldberg showed up on Raw, decided he did not like the way that Bobby Lashley handled his son at SummerSlam, and essentially told him, because we're going to be in Saudi Arabia, I'm going to be able to get away with murder, so you're next. These are these are Goldberg's exact words. You're next, and you're dead. Ooh. So Goldberg... Promising Ooh. to to pull a, a Mohammed bin Salman and, and dismember <laughs> Bobby Lashley 
Jamal Khashoggi style in uh, in Saudi Arabia over the way that he treated his uh, his son. Four death threats in six days. That's what we're dealing with here in North America. I, I think people are tense. I don't know. What do you think, Lauren? Do people seem tense? <laughs> people seem a little tense. I, I don't know. I feel like everyone's trying to copy Arun now because like, oh, yeah, look at the cool guy making all these the death threats. Man. Let's, let, yeah, Arun is a trendsetter. Let's be like Arun now. <laughs> yep. No, but, I mean, all, between, all we're waiting for now is New Japan to do death threats. Somebody's gonna do a gun death threat well, here. Dick Togo's running around with a gorilla. Like Dick Togo. Yeah, like he, he was doing that forever though. So I guess the, oh, Dick I, Togo started. Actually, <laughs> actually, Yano when he had his big chair, he was going around trying to kill people, right? Yeah, he tried to stab. Yeah. He tried to stab he Chase Owens. Uh, yeah, few, few, like a month ago. So New Japan's uh, on the trendsetter. <laughs> lots of this. It, this it, sounds. This sounds like a uh, Ron Burgundy skit, man. man <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. And it, it, that's that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. It's getting it's getting wild in North America and in Japan, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, there's been there's been a, a rash of death threats. It does kind of feel like between NXT 2.0 has gotten edgy. Arn had the the Glock promo. Many Saints of Newark came out this weekend. So there's just there's a lot of gangster in the air right now. And so I think I think that's what people are kind of dealing with. They just they need to get through the they need to get Dang. through some of those urchins. Yeah, it's every it, it, everyone's got the Gang everyone's members everywhere. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's. Everybody I mean, got hell. hood for a second. Y'all relax. Go back to your. <laughs> Look, this country turns into the Crips and Bloods every election year. So I, I I'm used to it at this point. We're either, either, but uh, but yeah, it definitely it it definitely feels like wrestling's taken taking that edge that we we heard was gonna be was gonna be coming into the into the wrestling world. I'm I'm excited for it simply because wrestling is a combat uh, uh, art form. It's a combat sport, and so like I, I I feel like the people need to be a little violent. I feel like the people need to have that side of them that you know maybe uh, 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 can hurt some people. I mean, hell, look at the. Look, look, look at look at the AEW roster. Who is their most beloved uh, uh, figure? As as Dexter and the 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 chat is bringing up here, Eddie Kingston. Not exactly a guy. Yes, he's a teddy bear, but I also believe that he could kick someone's ass if needed. Like not not in like a. I mean, like would full blown protect someone if he needed to. Um, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm kind of excited for this. We've had like ten years of WWE being like, you can't say you want to kill someone. You can't say you want to hurt someone. You have to really like. You have to really talk your way around injury in WWE, and now that's that. Now we just outright have Goldberg saying, "I'm going to come to Saudi Arabia and kill you." And so it does. <laughs> it does feel like there are these these subtle these subtle changes happening. Man, this escalated real quick on that. Huh? Oh, it Damn. it escalated. Well, look, and and we're uh, it's it's Tuesday, October fifth that we're recording this, so we are like 45 minutes away from the debut of Tony D'Angelo in NXT, a, a character who's supposed to be based on like the mafia. And he feels like, I don't know. He doesn't, he feels like the like eighth most violent person on TV, right? Like he's supposed to be the, he's supposed to be the mafia guy coming in. Cause he knows the real business. He knows all that. And it's like, I, he better come he better have like some a chain or some brass knuckles right. he better come to he better come to fight because wrestling I mean, is show us a pistol or something because you're, yeah, just... you're not very threatening right now compared to everybody else dude re- wrestling became the warriors it became the, the, the that movie come right? out and play yeah tony d'angelo's gonna show up he's gonna see tomaso champa with beer bottles on his fingers like welcome to the welcome to the party buddy right. Um, but oh man but it it, it, just oh my god i've it's one of those things i've been trying to figure out how to talk about because like it's it's just been a week of death threats on wrestling like like aew crowned a new tnt champion one of their youngest stars is now a champion all anyone can talk about is arn and the glock like they've ah that is it, it it feels like it feels like death threats have overshadowed everything in wrestling um oh, yeah and and to be fair edgy language edgy uh edgy content isn't the only change coming to wwe they just did their annual draft baby it's draft time once again fox and usa competing for all of those wwe superstars uh it, the the draft concluded on monday lots of shakeups happened but i'm I, I'm gonna throw to you, Lauren, first, because we almost started going into it uh, before the ep- before the episode started. 
what what is the point of the draft right now? You know, I think the last time the draft actually had a point is when they had McMahon and Flair picking mm-hmm. people. That's like, what, 15 years ago? No, 15 years right. ago would be tw- 2007. You're thinking of 20 years ago because oh, uh, it would have been 2002 and we're at the tail end of 2021 right. right now. And so, yeah, the... the My point the, is, it's like, it's like, oh, it's like, what's the point of having the draft? It, I mean, nowadays, like... There's so many shows people could jump shift whatever because things happen in the world mm-hmm. and you know people get hurt. Oh, you got to go here now. You got to go there. I mean, the draft just doesn't matter. It doesn't hold any meaning like it used to. They have champions on both shows now. Yep. It's no, that's the point of having a draft. It's like you switch people up. I think for a while I could be wrong. I haven't watched WWE steadily in a couple of years, but wasn't there a point like people were getting booked both on Raw and SmackDown, so it didn't even matter where yeah. you know what side you were on because you were just with wwe so you can just go anywhere mm-hmm. no it doesn't hold any meaning yeah it holds no purpose to well to me at least i could be wrong but mm-hmm. no and this and this is why i wanted to put you on right up because like there was part of me that was going to try and fake it and be like oh come on it's the draft Big E is still on raw roman reigns is, you know like i try and find the excitement for it but i i i, I was an on and off wrestling fan until about 2003 and so the entire time that I've been fully following wrestling since 2003, there has always been a draft. It, so I, it's it's been something that I. It's not like I was I I grew up as a wrestling fan. They introduced the draft, and I'm like, I don't like this. This has always been a part of my wrestling fandom, and it has never made sense. Even when they had the even when they had the like traditional brand split where SmackDown had its own pay per view and Raw had its own pay per view, like it it. Almost the first draft made sense, and it made sense because mm-hmm. I came into it, and it was part of the history, and this is why the brands are the way they are. And then they just kept doing it, and then the brand split went away, and they just kept doing it, and then they tried to bring the brand sp- split back, and then the brand split went away again. And I'm just I'm sitting here trying to trying to care. The biggest news I feel like is that Hit Row was brought to SmackDown because Hit Row are a group that I've been saying their money on NXT. Like they they have damn good promo skills. Isaiah Swerve Scott's a damn good wrestler. Like they they are as a faction total package. And so the fact that they're moving up to SmackDown, they're going to be on Fox every week. Big ass news. Really excited to see what they can do with that. But the rest of this is just. It's what's known in the film industry as a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is, a, is, is any kind of object or plot thing that's just there to move the plot along. And this is, this is all they're doing is they're just moving, moving pieces around on the same board. Uh, yes, technically, they're going to be on separate networks. And so I wouldn't be surprised if some of the network executives care who's on what brand. But I'm not a network executive, so I, I don't. Uh, like, I, I feel like the, the, the whole... I don't know. It just, it does. Yeah. I'm with you. It doesn't feel like the, it doesn't feel like something that can, you can really sink your teeth into anymore. See, when, just, I, when I, when the draft used to happen, when it was fun, you actually had competing GMs. Yeah. Now you just have competing networks, which is like, it's a little too real. It's a little, it actually doesn't even matter because you're all under the same banner, but at least with the GM, you have a character who could pick someone to make their show because they try to make their show better. But mm-hmm. in this case, it just doesn't have that um, passion or that you know, that thrive or whatever it is you want to call. It's just like, eh, okay, the draft, big whoop. Well, and well, no and one it, from NXT even got pulled up to go to Raw or SmackDown, if I, if I believe. Like, there was no Ciampa or Gargano or... No, right? I, no, no hit, hit Row got pulled up from NXT. Oh, Austin, hit, so. Austin Theory was pulled up from NXT to Raw. Aaliyah was pulled up from NXT to SmackDown. Uh, so that's three or technically, like, seven, if you want to count Hit Row as separate people. Um but they mm. they didn't in the draft, so I'm not. Counting I was more them. surprised they didn't pull up like uh, bigger names than NXT. Yeah, that's what no, I because. And they I'm, need to like you need to have. I think someone like Giampa needs to be on either Raw or SmackDown. I I don't know. Would he get I, lost in there though? Like yeah, I I, I feel, feel like he would, but it's like you give him a chance. That's what happened to EC3. Like he got pulled up from um, they, NXT, and then he got beat by Moxley basically, and then he got lost, but. I don't know how everything works. I feel like yeah. NXT needs that that star power that those guys provide to kind of hold up right now. Because if they well, take them, then they're like stealing from NXT. And but then, then why do they send people from? With the but then brand. they send people from the main roster back down to NXT. But it, and here's the 
here's the thing about the new NXT though is the new NXT doesn't just need the star power of Champa. They need the uh, experience of Champa because yeah, yeah. Bra- Braun Breaker has been wrestling since February. Not February of 2020, February of this year. Mm-hmm. And so he needs someone like Ciampa in there to make sure that he still looks like the the, yeah. the star that they clearly see him as. Same with Tony D'Angelo. Yes, he's got an amateur wrestling background. He's a new guy. A lot of new faces, uh, not, just, not just aesthetically, a lot of new to-the-ring people mm-hmm. in NXT, especially if WWE is going to keep going forward with bringing people from outside of professional wrestling. If they're going to continue getting the Gable Stevesons and, and people like that, they are, they're going to need those Chompas and those Garganos more, even more than they did when NXT was just the third brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that, that doesn't surprise me as much. The one that really surprised me is, is uh, uh, Ridge Holland. Uh, Ridge, let me find him here because I believe Ridge Holland got uh, got drafted as well, and he's a guy who I really thought they were gonna they were gonna make central to the new NXT. I thought he was gonna be you know like your Braun Breakers, like your uh, like your Von Wagners, uh, but this apparently they have they got plans for this guy because he's going to SmackDown. Um, but ag- again, you you do bring up a good point. Will they will these guys just get lost on on SmackDown? Will they get lost on Raw because mm. there's there's a let's yeah there's just there's a lot of a lot of wrestlers there's a lot of re- like they they've been cutting people left and they've been cutting people left and right and there's still a lot of wrestlers in wwe yeah. um so they're it, talking uh, about, and they're talking about king of the ring too wwe yep. right so yes that's a from, no Sorry. i was asking how many people from like raw smackdown or even nxt are they even gonna throw in the tournament now that's that that we'll know when we see the brackets because yes, oh, WWE okay. is going to be doing the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournament, which is the the female version of King of the Ring that will be running uh, the finals. I believe both of them will be at, at the Saudi Arabia show uh, Crown Jewel, and so yeah, it, technically, usually the King of the Ring is an eight man tournament. Sometimes they've done sixteen, um, but it it is going to be interesting to see what the brand split is in in that for for not only for King of the Ring but also for the the Queen's Crown tournament. Um, it, 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 again, I'm trying, I'm trying to make some kind of thing about the draft here, but it it really is just, just moving the pieces around on the board. They're all going to, they're all going to be on the same pay-per-views. They're all going to, you know. See, that's the thing. The draft doesn't seem like meaningful. It's like, you're all going to be in the same locker room. You're all going to be together. You don't Mm -hmm. have separate shows like you used to. You don't have like a, a commit, like a commander, like a GM to like, saying these are my people that, and then what do you do for survivor series then you're gonna have I, like you know based based on ticket sales i, I don't know like <laughs> survivor series is, is dying a death at the Barclays center right now uh that that's actually been it's it's now looking like money in the bank is going to be the fourth big four pay-per-view instead of survivor series just based on the way scheduling has gone because survivor series not selling well at the Barclays center and next year money in the bank is going to be in Las Vegas at, I believe, Allegiant Stadium. If not at Allegiant Stadium, then in a big-ass stadium in Vegas. Um, <laughs> they might move it to the T-Mobile Center. I don't I don't know what the, the future holds, but for right now, it's supposed be to be... Yeah, for right now, it's supposed to be... They, what they announced was, was a stadium show in Vegas. And so Monday in the Bank weekend, excuse me, going to be going to be very, very big. But you do bring up a good point about the GMs because there used to be a point where the GMs were the star of the draft. And now we're told there are these like faceless network executives that are the ones really doing the draft. And if that's the case, I want to see that. I want to see the network executives in a, in a, in a room. I want to see the Fox war room. I want to see the USA war room. I want to see them calling each (laughs) other and and calling each other names based on the fact that they took a draft pick from, I want to see the, the competition that you normally see during the draft. Cause like, they don't have to be a wrestler. They could just be, Hey, I'm from, USA and I'm going to go against some um, Fox like that's that's what I'm saying hire hire or something they don't even need names I'm just saying hire <laughs> some extras for the draft so that they can be sitting in a room in suits yelling at each other because that's what that's what I imagine is going on and that's to be fair the most interesting part of the draft like the announcement's cool but other than that it's just random matches until you're waiting for the announcement so give us some if if you're making movies, this is WWE. It's not it's not like it's not like they have to do a wrestling match. They're entertainment. They can they can just do people yelling at each other in a room until they do the pick. Just a thought. How did you feel when they switched up announcers to different shows? Do you think that 
made anything more interesting and hurt the shows or if if i could used to be a thing before if i could tell the announcers apart in wwe it would be a problem (laughs) but it's it's all the same voice like michael cole sounds like vic joseph who sounds like any of the other i don't know tom phillips still there like it i don't know who the announcers are except right so for you don't think that you don't think that would have helped is no. what i'm asking okay the, I on, so the only the only way it could have helped is if if they had made pat mcafee like mm-hmm. part of it but even that i he's he, I, I don't know how right. wide his appeal is you know what i mean like it's it's still right, no, i know uh it's it yeah like i i they it's not like the days when they had jr and the king and so you're like oh wow smackdown is gonna sound different you know Mm -hmm. like raw Mm -hmm. is gonna sound different like they both shows sound the same um and so it just it does it doesn't and that was the thing with the travel like anyone from any show was eligible like Mm -hmm. the referee uh sorry not referee uh an announcer Yep. manager anyone now it's just wrestlers and it just does it doesn't have that appeal anymore because not- Some, someone should draft vince so that's that would be the way to shake up the draft is have someone draft vince and all of a sudden vince is an employee uh like that uh, otherwise otherwise <laughs> wait, like, wait a minute that you know when he does show right. up on when he does show up on tv people do tune in to watch exactly when and yeah. it's it, it, it's the only draft move that would change the power dynamics in wwe because mm-hmm. nothing that we're talking about like yes we'll get new matches on smackdown we'll get new matches on raw but nothing changes the the dynamic of the show I mean, it's just cool. Put Bruce Pritchard on there. Put him back on TV again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something like that. Just something that that kind of some kind of crack that lets the real world into into WWE like that. Because like right now we're at the point where AEW is able to turn everything from stuff that happens on TV to random tweets that people throw out about Minoru Suzuki's music. Anything and everything is game for their storylines. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. like with WWE everything that's happening outside of wwe doesn't exist and so right and so it doesn't and so when you have this draft you're it, it doesn't feel uh, gable stevenson was great because it felt like they were kind of pulling mm-hmm. out of from outside of the universe but he and that's exciting to look forward to like i'm going to tune into this show to watch this person but he was also already on tv and so he feels right. like a part of you know he was at SummerSlam. we knew that he had signed and so it it, it does kind of it doesn't feel as outside as mm-hmm. it could have been um and that's that's what i'm that's kind of i think where i'm stuck with the draft is because like when when biggie gets you know kept on raw nothing changes when becky lynch was brought over to becky lynch is now the smackdown women's champion on raw if i'm not mistaken um and that doesn't it might change where the belt's going but it doesn't change the power dynamics it doesn't change the the hierarchy and that's, I think, what really makes the draft mm-hmm. fun is when a guy like Tom Brady sees, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes get drafted. And he's like, oh, someone's coming for me now. Mm-hmm. I don't get that vibe from anyone in WWE. I don't, I don't get, get that anymore. I don't, see, I don't see Roman bothered by anyone coming to SmackDown. And I don't see Big E bothered by anyone coming to Raw. And so if, they, if, if it's neither hot nor cold and it's just lukewarm, I'm going to spit it out. You know, it would have uh, been interesting if Paul Heyman would have got sent to the, a different show so he could be – pulled away from between the Brock and Roman incidents or yep. whatever it is you want to call it. But even but that, it wasn't going to happen. We know that, but it would have been interesting. Like maybe it would work on some new guy, but it, w- it would have been, it, it would have been interesting in the way that shaving your head is interesting, you know? Cause like, yes, it would have, <laughs> yeah, but it would have, remo- cause like it would have removed him from, it would have removed him from the, the Usos Brock Roman stuff. Right. But he's kind of integral to the Usos, Brock, Roman stuff. So what are they all going to do without Paul Heyman? That's yeah. just, that's it's knocking mm-hmm. over the chessboard because they don't like the way the the games. Are. That's what I'm saying. It's like I can shave my head, but all I've done is I'm still going to have to grow it back. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna keep growing, and so it does it doesn't it it doesn't satisfy that itch that that uh you know the that you you want it to satisfy. Um, it's yeah it uh again i don't want to i don't want to harp too much on it i just i don't know how to make the draft exciting and i i, I to, good luck they. to every yeah i was gonna say good luck to the people at wwe <laughs> they're trying their damnedest to make it but did not uh did not happen um i feel like we we've talked we've talked a lot of wrestling i want to bring up one last thing before we go william shatner save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 90 years old, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Gonna, <laughs> is going to go to space. He's going to ride in Jeff, uh, Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin uh, uh, ship on October the 12th. Uh, I'm, I, I think he's, I, I think he's going to die up there. I don't, he's not, he's not, he's 90 years old. He is, he's 90 years old going into space. I, maybe he'll be fine if he's, if he's fine, good for him. But like, I, I'm worried about him. I don't know, Lauren, what do you think of this news? Oh, he would be the first WWE, he's a, isn't he a WWE Hall of Famer? Yes, he is. He'd be the yes, first one in space. Yes, the first <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer in space. Damn. When I first heard that, I didn't know if it was real. I thought maybe it was a joke, or I thought maybe they're maybe filming a new Star Trek series or something. <laughs> no, nope. I don't know, nope. but you know, I mean, I, I I'm a Trekkie, so mm-hmm. to see him going to space, that's kind of cool because yep. you know he's been doing it, doing the show for okay, I don't even know how long. He's been faking it his whole life. Faking it his whole life. Now he gets to live it for real for just what. 15 or 20 minutes he's actually gonna see yeah. real maybe space. he'll maybe he'll meet, meet like a green girl alien bring her back with him who knows Highly he's, unlikely. Gonna, he he's, he's gonna he's gonna start he's gonna start the tech war um he's but he's gonna, but no, he's gonna sit in that castle and actually demand people to do things yeah <laughs> all right well and, and and to be fair he's not he's not gonna be you know going where no man has gone before he's gonna be going where jeff bezos elon musk and a few others have gone he's gonna be he's gonna be doing the rich guy thing where you you technically go into space you you you, you smack the top of the door frame of space and then you come back down oh, um, hey, you, know, you, can't, you can't put elon musk there yeah Elon Musk goes That's beyond right. that. <laughs> yeah, just, he did. He did he actually, go, he's, he's actually the one that actually does it. That actually goes yes. up to space. Yeah, and <laughs> he goes out no, there he, for three days and, and whatnot, and comes back. <laughs> Doesn't go um, out to the like the just the tip of the right there yep. and then and, and coast and say uh, we've done it, guys. Yep, <laughs> we made it to the top of the door. Let's get out. Uh, let's go. Let's go back. No, and wow. and. and Shout out to the Twitch chat bringing up a good point. John Glenn did go into space at age 77, but John Glenn was was trained to go into space as a young man. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's aged. He aged between the two of those. But like, there's a different there's a difference between taking a guy who is who is deemed physically fit enough to go into space yeah. when he was in his in his 30s. Right. And a guy like he's who been doing that his whole life, though, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. John, he, John, he's been doing a real deal his whole life. Like Shatner, like pretending. Exactly. You know? Shat, Shatner is a 90 year old man who has not lived the life that John Glenn has. I, I really do feel like this is this is them testing to see how old they can they can launch someone into space because like they have. Well, no, because being launched into space is a it's a traumatic event like you get you get some serious g's that are put through your body uh-huh. uh it sounds like the way that these new ships are going it's not going to be quite as hard on the body and it you know if if you're going to actually get to the point where recreational space travel is a thing you can't you can't be you know like saying no to the people over a certain age you got to be taking all the customers that's the way capitalism works um <laughs> And so, and so this is, I think this is William Shatner being like, if I, if, if I at 90 years old, having never been to space before can make it, this is probably a pretty, it's probably safe. Like that, if he makes it, it's going to be, it's going to be a big boost. It's going to be a big boost. I hope the like space suit has upgraded since the, you know, they, they've got to like have that thing hold Shatner together. Well, and, and and he can wear his Trekkie shirt when he goes up there. If I, uh, I, if he is, if he is truly a brave man, he will go up there in a red shirt, um, <laughs> just to, just to really tempt fate. Uh, oh. But no, the, and to be fair, this is one of the reasons why private space travel and private space research has boosted so much, is because in the wake of things like the Challenger disaster, in the wake of the Columbia disaster, like NASA kind of figured out the space shuttle wasn't the safest way to send people up into space like there was clearly some some advancements that needed to be made that nasa could not afford to make and that's what you're kind of seeing now uh in the private sector that's why i get like i said if if we have built a ship that can take a 90 year old that has never been to space before safely into space 
that's good. That's real good news for space travel. That's real good mm. news for the for the technology. I'm just also a cynic, and so there's part of me like eh, enjoy Shatner while you got him. Uh, it, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. An, I'm knocking. I'm knocking on wood because I don't. I don't want that on my soul. But hey, I've said it. Um, so this this has been a, a wild episode <laughs> of Thomas Island. Lauren, uh, before we before we kind of call it a day here, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Um, I mean, I just have Facebook. I'm not really big at the whole social media, so you can just find me on Facebook if you want. And I'm usually at Thomas Island whenever yep. there's Happy Hour. So I was about to say you can. That's probably a better place to find me is at Happy Hour than on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> if you, you want, if you want to talk to Lauren, head on over to Patreon.com/backslash Thomas Island. Join that Islander tier. You can hang out in the Facebook group. You can hang out on the uh, in the Happy Hours. We 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 chat it up every every Saturday. Thomas, where where can folks find you? What's up, guys? You guys can uh, reach me at. Twitter, Tama underscore Tonga. <laughs> I thought you were just going to stop there. <laughs> I'm zoning out here, man. It's, uh, it's early no, in the morning fine. here in Japan, so I'm, I'm still uh, trying uh, to figure out what the hell I'm doing. So yep. uh, if I've been, I can't remember if I've been on this podcast all day, but yes, guys, <laughs> you guys can uh, uh, you find me on Twitter and you can also find me on Instagram. <laughs> Look me up. <laughs> His Twitter is at Tom underscore Tonga at the good bad guy Tama Tonga on Instagram. I just, I just, yeah, that's gonna be your new new way to end it. You can find me on Twitter. You'll find me there. I'm around. He Google me. Uh, if you, you can you can find me at Ross W Berman IV on Twitter at Ross Berman IV on Instagram Ross Berman Bandcamp for all the music and obviously Thomas Island on Twitter and Instagram for all of the all the updates from the podcast. We'll be back next week with more G One with more wrestling news. By then, I believe, uh, yeah, actually, by the time we record, Shatner will have been into space. So there'll be so much to talk about by next week. But uh, thank you all. Thank you all go for good or go bad. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> guys, thank you, Ross. Thank you. Hey, Lauren, thank you very much, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Actually, Ross will be covering this next week. I will hopefully be here. We'll see. I got to look at the oh, We'll, we'll definitely guys. be here. I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. We're going to have No Name Tim back on the podcast next nice. week along with along with some others. It'll be, a, it'll be a nice, fun time. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. You guys enjoy your week. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.